On the Crosstalk on WIZM, I'm Mike Hayes. Professor Ryan Owens is my guest this morning. He is a, a member of the faculty at the law school at the University of Wisconsin. So it's appropriate we get his take on COVID. No, no, no I didn't want to change the topic. <laughs> I didn't want to freak you out too badly. Hi, <laughs> Professor Ryan Owens is here to talk a little about how you lay bricks on a sidewalk in the rain. No, I don't know. That's uh, good morning, and thank you very much for talking with us this morning. The Supreme Court vacancy, I heard this morning a comment that uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg made a long time ago, taken about as far out of context as possible and being used by Democrats to, to repeat, we need nine justices on the court, and what they didn't include in that clip was that she was talking about nine women uh, justices on the court. What's your take? How quickly do we need to replace her on the Supreme Court? Well, I mean, I think uh, conservatives see this as the opportunity of a lifetime. They've been waiting for years and years and years to uh, change some of the jurisprudential philosophies on this court. And, you know, they thought they were going to get it. 1980s uh, with uh, Sandra Day O'Connor, right? But then just kept getting stuck with these obstacles named either O'Connor or Kennedy or now apparently Roberts. So, uh, this is a tremendous opportunity to, uh, you know, rethink uh, existing constitutional law with, with potentially a 6-3 court. Does it matter uh, to uh, Democrats who is nominated? I, I heard the other day that they already have uh, trucks with we are opposed to and then a blank space that they will fill in uh, at <laughs> about 515 on Saturday uh, afternoon. With whoever the name yeah. is, whoever it is, we oppose it because, you know, it's a Republican. Yeah, no, that's right. And the same thing happened with Kavanaugh, actually. And yeah. there were signs, uh, embarrassingly, there were signs that said, we oppose. And then there was that blank, you know, to be filled in there. And people yeah. uh, notified folks of that and said, you got to get it together, buddy. That's, that, that, that is just so sad that uh, the parties line up well in advance of whatever you're going to say, I don't like it. And I'm opposed to everything you say period. Let's all get along. No, wait, let's not. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. That, that's an unfortunate side effect of what's going on in the country today politically. Uh, you know, look, whether people liked Ruth Bader Ginsburg's um, jurisprudence or not, I think everybody could agree that she was one tough bird and respected her for that, respected her for her work ethic. And, and frankly, it was pretty awesome to see her and Justice Scalia be as close as they were. I think that's uh, a bit of a, a sort of a, a candle for us to, to look at in these dark times. Will the Supreme Court ever be considered unbiased, or, or maybe it's supposed to be biased based on those people who have been appointed, uh, men and women, Republicans, Democrats, uh, the party in power gets to put whoever they want in the court. Conversation I've heard about a young uh, a, a, a appointment so that uh, that person could sit on the court for 40 years. Uh, mm -hmm. Every time you open your mouth or think, it's a political comment. Yeah, well, that, that's right. Um, I guess a few points there. First, uh, the youngest justice appointed, at least in recent times, was uh, William Douglas, appointed by FDR at the age of 40, precisely for that reason, to stick around for a long time. The court has always been uh, a somewhat political institution. I hesitate to use the word bias because that's, that's not quite right in this context. It's, you know, they all come in with their own jurisprudential philosophies, and those are shaped by their life experiences and some of their views on, on everything else, and that's not surprising. Um, 
and, and, and the process itself has just, it's always been political. I, I can certainly understand those who oppose the, the president and his nominations being upset that he's going to get a third pick. I get it. Uh, but the fact of the matter is this is standard fair politics. It is entirely constitutional. There's no question about it whatsoever. Uh, and they may not like it, but that doesn't necessarily make it unconstitutional or illegal or, you know, something that we need to freak out about and then try to pack the court. It's just this is standard fair politics. How important is it that Republicans hold hearings since, as you just mentioned, they've got all the, the votes necessary to uh, nominate and approve and move on. Would that be a bad uh, a, a bad sign? I, I honestly, I think that would be strategically a poor move. Um, look, they're going to get one opportunity at this, regardless of whether they hold hearings or not. And people like me who study this stuff, we can tell people on the radio and on TV that this is standard fair politics, because it is. But if they start shucking some of these other norms to the side just to kind of push it through... That becomes a little bit more suspect in the minds of many people. I think, you know, nominate this person, give her a fair hearing, uh, and then vote. And <clears throat> if, if all proceeds according to plan, then, it, that, you know, it shouldn't be a problem. But I, I do think the Senate has an obligation to kind of vet this, um, you know, notwithstanding the timing and everything. Sure. But go ahead, give her a vote. She'll go through, and then we can all move on with our lives. All right, last question. Fair hearing. Can you anticipate this will be fair hearings of three or four days. We won't have to hear about uh, about uh, pubic hairs on Coke cans or, or rape trains or she used to be a hooker or any yeah, of that. It yeah. will simply be on the I, record. Yeah, yeah I, I hear you. Um, I, I'd say this is probably not going to be three, four, five-day-long hearings. It's probably a two-day hearing. Um, and... You know, we'll just have to see what happens. I think you know, Democrats are obviously upset about this, but they may overplay their hand. Already we're seeing attacks on Amy Coney Barrett's religiosity, and those will backfire. There will be Trump supporters, weak Trump supporters, mild Trump supporters, who will definitely come out and vote for him and for Republicans down the ticket um, if they see this as the left attacking religion. And uh, Nancy Pelosi threatening to impeach the president again just to stop the proceedings. Yeah, it's a bunch of nonsense. Yeah, I appreciate you spending time with us. By the way, uh, Professor, we've got a bunch of people on the talk and text line that said, hey, this guy sounds pretty normal. Is he really from University of Wisconsin? I'm surprised. <laughs> How about that? So thank you very much for your opinion. I hope we'll get a chance to do it again. Professor Ryan Owens, yes, from the University of Wisconsin on the Crosstalk.